0: Hey, hey, everybody. So let's dive right in because this one's probably going to be super quick because it really ties into the last one we did. And so if you are brand new to the Dakota family, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. I'm not sure exactly how you stumbled across it, but we appreciate you no matter what. Um, However, I will encourage you to pause this episode and go back three more to where we talk about um, fear, which is the very beginning of this series. And you really do need to listen to it in sequence. So take a moment, pause this, go back three episodes and listen to that one and i'll catch you in this one in a little bit um if you are a loyal decoded uh, family member hello welcome back we love having you here as much as well and you are so greatly appreciated because without you we wouldn't be what we are today and um I really do appreciate every single one of you guys for listening to me because you have so many podcasts to choose from, but you're right here and you're letting me in your ear holes. So thank you so much. (laughs) Um, Like I said, today's going to probably be a pretty quick one uh, because it really does tie into the last uh, motivation we talked about. So... If you're just catching this one again, I'm gonna encourage you to go back and listen to it from the very beginning, which is three episodes ago. Um, We are talking about the four motivations from the book, just kind of inspired from the book Think Like a Month, uh, Think Like a Monk. Oh my gosh, I keep saying that. Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. It's so good. Uh, I encourage you to go read it. I was actually inspired to read it from the podcast, uh, The People's Mentor, which is hosted by Jessie Lee. So if you uh, have a chance after this or whenever, go over there and subscribe to her channel because it is amazing. Uh, Top 10 entrepreneur podcast in the world. Absolutely amazing. Love Jessie Lee so much. Uh, so we are going to be talking about the fourth and final motivation, uh, according to, uh, just kind of the overall monk practice, uh, that Jay Shetty discovered when he went over there and, and kind of lived like a monk for a little bit. Um, we talked about fear, we talked about desire, we talked about duty. Uh, we also kind of talked about how they link to the, uh, the triune brain, which is just kind of the, almost this like layered understanding of the human brain where it, it is primal and then, um... You know we call that you know the hind brain and then the midbrain which is our quote-unquote mammal brain very deeply rooted in emotions and then finally our human brain uh which is really our frontal lobe the prefrontal cortex which is really just dedicated to you know uh reasoning and judgment and all of that kind of higher thinking and so now you're probably thinking, okay, well, if it ties into those three, why are there four? Well, because four really ties into the the third one, which is duty. Um, Sometimes we aren't necessarily motivated by duty because, you know, when we talked about how things that uh, when desire and duty align, that is exactly what this fourth one is. When duty and desire align, it becomes your motivation from love. And... That is exactly where duty and desire align because there are things that I have to do for my family that I also enjoy doing for my family because I love them. Not because there are things I do for other people that I may not necessarily like, but it is out of a sense of doing what is right, right? Uh, I have no desire to do it, but I have a a good sense of duty. However, uh, love is where duty and desire align. And ultimately that is the center of that Venn diagram, (laughs) Um, between desire and duty is love and things that are deeply rooted in that are doing things for your family, doing things for impact, doing things for the greater good, doing things for your community, showing up despite, right? Showing up despite you fill in the blank. Um, and it is where you do, things out of duty, but you do them out of love. You do them kind of that servant leadership heart, if you will. You do them because you have to, but also because you love to do the things you have to do. So when I show up as a leader, sometimes it's fun, sometimes it's not. But I do it because I love my team. I do it because I love my fellow leaders. I do it because I love the stories that the product I represent gives to my customers. I love a lot of those things. And so that's what drives me to do the things that I don't necessarily like to do or that I don't feel aligned with or the things that I feel dutiful in accomplishing, the things that don't always feel comfortable and awesome to do, the things that don't always give you recognition and shout outs, the things that are behind the scenes, in the shadows, in the dark that nobody sees. Do it because I love it and you do things because you love it too. And so that is kind of the pinnacle of the four motivations. So if you can find things that you do out of love, you know that you show up regardless. It helps you do the most. It helps you do things even though you don't want to do them, but you really value the thing that's on the other side. You value... Um, the impact, the sense of community, the sense of accomplishment, the family, whatever, you value that more than you value allowing fear to overcome or personal desire to overcome the thing that is again, it's kind of like what matters most over what matters right now. And it really is that thing that helps align that vision. So duty is grounded or excuse me, love is grounded in duty, not necessarily the other way around. So duty doesn't necessarily have to be grounded in love. You, again, like we talked about earlier in this episode, you can do things for other people, not necessarily because you love them or you love the outcome that is going to come of it, but you feel like you have to do the right thing. You feel like, I have to do this even though I don't like them and I would rather something else come out of it, but I feel like I, I am obligated to do the right thing again, because of that sense of loyalty, promise, sense of higher self, right? Whether you were dedicated to people who are very religious, whatever it is, like, you know, this feeling, right? Like, love your neighbor, even though you're like, my neighbor is like, Oh, my gosh, I want to I want to kill them. Or you're like, Oh, do this, even though like, you're like, Oh, my God, like, it's not rooted in love. (laughs) Right? You're like, it's rooted in duty. Like I'm doing because I have to I'm doing it because my God tells you that I have to or I'm doing it because whatever, right? So um. Sorry, I have to like, shoo my cat My cat is like really being needy right now. Um, and so then there are times where you do it because it is rooted in love. And the, like, if you're a parent, you know, you know that there are lots of things that you have to do uh, that you don't necessarily enjoy, but you enjoy doing them because of your kids. If you're a spouse or if you are a partner, there are lots of things that you don't enjoy doing, but you enjoy the way it makes your partner feel right? My husband may not inherently like going shopping. Well, he does. But <laughs> my husband, may, your husband may not or wife may not inherently like going shopping. But they do it because they love you. And that's why they're doing it right. Um, you know, I may not love car shows like my husband does, like sitting down and watching a show all about cars. I don't love that. I don't love car shows. <laughs> but I love my husband, so that's why I do it. And I do it because I love him. And there's lots of things he does not because he enjoys them, but because he loves me. And so that's kind of what we're talking about. Uh there are lots of things that I don't enjoy doing um that I do out of a sense of duty because I'm like Ugh, you know. Um and a lot of us can be there too, but if you go to work, if you work like a 9 to 5, well Let's be real. In America right now, there is no such thing as a nine to five. Okay. So you do things out of duty. You show up to work every single day. Well, every single work day, right? That you, that you're scheduled because of duty. If you showed up to work only when you felt like it, honey, you ain't never showing up. (laughs) Right? So you don't don't go to your job every day because of desire. Right? Because your boss is always shouting you out and always making you feel so special. Right? No, you're going out of a sense of duty because you're like, I signed up to work here. I'm getting paid to work here. So I have to show up. (laughs) Right? That's a sense of duty. Not because you love it. Not because you love your boss. Not because you necessarily love what you do. Like if someone stopped paying you for what you do, you would eventually stop showing up. Like duty would only carry you so far. (laughs) Right? You'd be like, Okay, I've been doing this now for like two weeks without pay. Like I eventually have to do something for pay, right? Because you don't you don't love it that much. You're not doing it simply because you love it. Like people who volunteer and who volunteer their time, like all the flipping time, even though they're never paid, they do it because they love it, not because of a sense of duty. Um, and so why do you want to ascend to doing something like that? Because eventually if you do something out of duty... Only duty for long enough, you will eventually burn yourself out because you will feel like again that inherent selfish part of us, and like we talked about in earlier episodes, being selfish isn't always a bad thing, right? Something isn't inherently always bad, it's only bad when you do it in excess. I mean, yes, there are things that are inherently evil. Like I'm talking, like, let's be rational, okay? (laughs) So it's not like, oh, murdering once is fine. Only when you become like a mass murderer is it really bad? No, like that's what I'm talking about. Um, selfishness is good and it is necessary, right? You have to think about yourself. Sometimes you have to think about preserving your sense of self and the best quality version of yourself in order to be a better version for other people in order to serve people. So you do have to be selfish sometimes, but when you feel like you, but when you are being selfish all the time that, or most of the time, that is a problem. So it's not always bad to do certain things, but when you do them in excess, that's when it becomes a problem. And so, um, you know, doing things that have a sense of duty is great, but when you were continuously giving giving and giving and giving and giving and giving and showing up all the time, even though you're not getting anything in return and continuing to do this because it's the right thing, but nothing ever comes back, like you will burn yourself out. So the one downfall to doing things strictly out of duty and why there is a fourth Motivation that we want to ascend to is because eventually duty will lead to burnout. Duty doing things simply because you have to or you feel obligated to will eventually make you feel drained because you don't have any emotional buy in. So, why we don't want to be driven by purely emotional buy in and we don't want to be driven by purely logic buy in, right? Like we know we have to. We want to be married to the two, which is love, which is why there is a fourth one, right? It could have stopped at duty, but we really need to be motivated and really ascend to try to be motivated by by love, Um, by showing up for things greater than ourselves, greater than our own personal intrinsic motivation, greater than a sense of showing up for other people because it's the right thing, but doing it because you love it, and again, always going back to that kind of soldier mentality, which is those who truly love their country, love the person standing next to them, love, you know, whatever right like truly like they bleed red white and blue those are the people who make the greatest sacrifices based not just because it's the right thing to do but because it's more it's rooted in like the moral and emotional grounds of love love for your fellow man love for your country duty is really what drives you to do the things you need to do but when you practice duty enough and it aligns with desire, that is when you find love. And that's what I want to make very, very clear is eventually you want to merge the two, right? Duty and desire. You want them to align so that you can do both, which then becomes love, which then becomes you showing up out of love for your fellow man, for your team, for their vision, for yourself, for your family, for the greater good, right? Like all of it. Like it really, like a monk, right? Like you're just like I am, just centered and grounded in love, and that is really what motivates me to show up and do what I do. So I show up in a very in various ways, uh, you know, on my team, in my industry, um, in in my just kind of my influential space online. And a lot of people don't understand why I do what I do and why I do it for free and why like a lot of it is like, why, why do you do it? And they question my motives because a lot of times people do it for free. There's this ulterior motive because again, people are driven by fear and those who are seeking my services are probably, excuse me are driven by desire. People in my industry are driven by desire. And then people seeking my services within my industry are usually driven by fear, right? They're thinking like, why do you want this? How are you trying to take advantage of me? There must be an ulterior motive because a lot of the coaches in my space are driven by desire. They want achievement. They want recognition. They want to be in Forbes. They want to be in the Yahoo Finance. They want to be shouted out. They want to be invited to clubhouse rooms, like all that, right? They're driven by desire. So naturally the clients you attract are driven by fear. But when you are a coach or when you are a network marketing leader or when you're just a leader in general in your space and you are driven by love, you start to attract clients that are kind of in that transition between desire and duty and they're looking to you like, hey, I, how do I ascend to that next level of, you know, being motivated by love? Because they're looking to you as the leader in in that way. Um and so I show up in ways where it's like, I, I do, I coach people even if they're not, you know, necessarily directly related to my checkbook, right? They're not in my downline. They are not on my team. They are not in any sense related to what makes me money. So they're thinking, why are you training me? Why are you on this, you know, call this training for my team? Why are you coaching me one-on-one? Why are you giving me access to your resources? Why are you teaching me how to build systems? Because I am driven by something greater than myself, greater than duty, greater than my desire for recognition or achievement but for creating a greater sense of community, the greater sense of, of good, uh, shifting and changing the view of our industry altogether and creating impact. And the only way to do that is to stand out and stand apart from other people in your industry or in your niche and, and make people see that it's not always about money, it's not always about recognition. Um, and so become a person who stands out, become a person who makes them you know, cock their head to the side like, huh? What? You do what? You don't charge how much like someone today asked me you're like, oh I love how you have a website for, you know, um your like your team training and, and to talk about, you know, what you and your team do, like how much could I pay you to do that? And I'm like, girl, nothing. Like <laughs> I can show you how to do that. I have system after system after system after system in my team that really helps to create masterful duplication and, and leads to our ultimate success. And I just am giving that away for free to all these people within my industry, because I'm like, why wouldn't I Um, everyone deserves to be successful, we can all win together. And so that is what I think is how you know that you are starting to ascend from duty to love is when you do things that don't directly benefit you, but you do them because they benefit other people, and it fulfills you and your sense of self, and it makes you feel good. Right? um, I don't know how many of you do things like that in your regular everyday life, right? Like when you do things that take sacrifice from you, I'm not, I'm not talking about taking from your abundance to give, right? Like, oh, we have extra toys. So then we'll donate them to Goodwill. Like that's great. I don't want to discourage people from doing that. But I guess what I'm trying to say is like volunteer at a soup kitchen, like at prime time when you want to like relax, like after you get off work go volunteer at a soup kitchen. That is doing something out of love because it's inconvenient and you'd rather be doing something else, but you do it because you love your community and you want to create more impact, right? That's kind of what I'm talking about. Um, It is always our goal, I think, especially as leaders, to ascend to this because when you lead out of love, you lead differently and you lead better. There, I said it. You lead better when you lead with love. And I'm not just talking about, you need to have all of these other senses, right? You need to have the duty. You need to have duty and desire combined, which again, creates love. You need to be showing up. You need to be doing all these things. And and again, if you know me, you know leadership is a hot topic for me. It's the thing that I am like really honed in on. So we will talk a lot about what creates leaders. Uh, This isn't just the one thing. So I don't want you to take this as like, you know, the rule, you know, everything. But because there is such a thing as loving your team to death to the point where they just aren't motivated to do anything, right? So love isn't the only answer. However, how you show up as a leader should be driven by love, not necessarily only duty, not necessarily only desire, and certainly not fear. Um, And I think we've done a really good job at talking about that and really honing in on why you don't wanna be a leader driven by fear, why you're not an effective leader at building a good community when you are driven only by desire, why um, you you definitely want to have a great sense of duty, but if you lean into that entirely without ascending into love, you will lead yourself to burnout, which will make you just want to quit and be like, this is all for naught. I'm done with it, right? Like, again, you don't align with it because you're like, I don't align with hard work and doing this and forcing people, you know, right? So you will eventually burn out. So it is always our duty in our job, I think, to as leaders always be on this mission to get to that point where we are leading out of love. And you can tell you're there because you're doing all the crap that you don't want to do. Um, and you're doing it for the greater good, and you're doing it because you love people. You're not doing it with a salty attitude. You're not doing it like, uh, uh," right? You're not like huffing and puffing the whole time. You're doing it because you truly love it. You truly love your people. You love your community. You love creating impact, and that is you get joy from it somewhere. If it's not giving you joy somewhere, stop doing it. Um, Anyway, I hope this series really helped you guys. Uh, I obviously could have strung it into one episode, but I really don't feel like we could have like, dove into it as much as we did. Um, and really broken it down so you got it and could really like think on it and 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 really like kind of just like lament on it and really give yourself a clearer direction so i hope you guys found this useful again go get that book think like a monk by jay shetty it really truly is absolutely awesome um and we will continue to lean into this and really dive more into some leadership i've really been digging some john c maxwell lately which if you know me you know i'm obsessed with john c maxwell that's like my life goal to become the female actually no I I don't want to just become the female John C. Maxwell. I want to just be the next John C. Maxwell, whether it's female or not, it doesn't matter. Like, because, you know, we got goals up in here that aren't dictated by gender roles. So um I absolutely love you guys. And thank you so much for listening. Uh if you're here, I can't even count what episode this is, but I do plan on churning out more and more and more of these. And also, in fact, I, I do so many trainings throughout the week that I've actually considered taking some of those trainings that I do with my team and I do uh with a lot of my leaders and putting them on here. I don't know, like let me know if you guys would actually like that. So uh take a screenshot of this, put it in your stories, and let me know, tag me at the Um if you need that, you can copy it in the show notes below. Um, but if, if you want me to start giving you like a bird's eye view of what I train my team on, uh, several times a week, we do mindset, we do leadership, we do all kinds of things. If you want like a sneak peek at those, and if you want to kind of be a part of them, um, let me know if you want me to start posting them, uh, in here as podcast episodes. I would love to, to get your feedback on that. So thank you guys so much for listening. I'll catch you in the next episode.